you're drinking the big bold red seven dollar yellow tail we're classy well any i guess any wine will give you wine mouth though yeah but it's i just all the same feels extra trashy when it's trash wine i mean i don't know it all tastes the same in my opinion it all tastes the same and that's why i always put ice in it yeah i don't really like wine makes Water me feel it hot down. it makes me feel hot. not like horny <laughs> not like sexually it just makes me feel like like toasty like it's not po- not dry poots sexually hot <laughs> oh god yeah anyway what are we doing why are we here while we're talking about why you're sexually hot i'm not sexually hot <laughs> i'm toasty like temperature wise like sexually toasty it's like no i'm not no i'm not no i'm not i don't like wine i mean it's fine like we needed it to cook and here we are drinking it that's true we're gonna talk about some muzak yeah what's up all you m double fers out there m double fers represent we're doing a mini we're doing a mini we're trying something new josh is not here he's not and uh maybe someday he'll be a part of the minis we don't know but we don't know for now it's just uh me and poots poots and pappy poots and pappy's uh rocking chair emphasis (laughs) on the rock (laughs) we're here to rock we're not sitting on our porch but we're we're here in our rocking chairs we're not in rocking chairs no but they're the chairs we rock in yeah something like that or something i don't know yeah it's fine yeah so we're gonna try doing minis now and uh see how those go and uh we just figured we would do this because we have a lot of extra time on our hands and we live together uh and josh can't you know we have a set schedule and we record with josh and uh he takes on a lot of the editing of the show and that takes a lot of time so uh we're gonna try these minis and we're gonna try to get them out to you uh in between the actual episodes and i think this is a really good way for us to talk about some things that we know that we absolutely love together that josh doesn't like and probably won't like or some things that just he doesn't want to talk about so we are gonna kind of nerd out about some things that we love or have been listening to recently and yeah it's kind of a free-for-all things that we would probably (laughs) be just talking to each other as we were working but instead of just doing that we're gonna either rehash what we've already talked about (laughs) while we were working or we're just gonna save it for uh these mini episodes and then just sit there in silence all day until we decide to do the podcast i think that we should stop talking to each other during the work day oh for sure and pretty much most of the day yeah and save all of our thoughts and just record them because i feel like people will think that we're really interesting and would definitely want to hear all of our conversations that sounds great because i just i don't want to talk to you all day. i definitely so. don't want to talk to you yeah. i have to sit here and deal with you all goddamn day i definitely don't want to talk to you so yeah right on don't most people hate their coworkers? oh yeah 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 and and most people hate their significant others so this is perfect we <laughs> hate perfect. each other yeah we hate each other we We're hate stuck each together. other's co-workers yeah we just have to fucking deal with it all day so you know what this is actually gonna be a mini episode about us venting our frustrations and airing our grievances with each other it's like therapy it's yeah that's actually not what we're gonna do we're we're actually here today (laughs) to talk about the art of drowning yes afi uh the reason we're talking about this uh is because the album is 20 years old and we're old and we're old uh it came out in 2000 and uh recently on 
uh, Instagram and the social media. AFI has been posting a bunch about the album. They've been posting artwork from it and studio pictures and all of that good stuff. And we were like, wow, we really like that album. And we remember when, uh, well, pretty much remember when it came out. We remember when we first got it. And, you know, that may not have been exactly 20 years ago, but it was pretty damn close. And now we're wondering where our lives went. So maybe we can figure out where our lives went while we talked about The Art of Drowning. You don't actually remember when it came out? You weren't there for it? No, I wasn't there for it. Okay. I mean, I didn't have the internet or anything at that point. So okay. I, you know, I, the only thing I did, I think, I don't even know if at that point I was looking at Alternative Magazine or Alternative Press. Probably. Because um, I, I think they was. were in it. Yeah. I don't know if I was looking at it yet, though. Yeah. Because the first release that I had personally was All Hallows EP. Same. That was in seventh grade. How and did you find out about it? I found out about it because of Tony Hawk 3. The Boy Who Destroyed the World was on the soundtrack. Okay. And that's how I immediately heard that song and was like, that is my favorite song of all time. And then I went and got the EP at like FYE or something. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you want to know? Oh, okay. I was yeah, gonna say, yeah, because I love The Offspring and uh, Dexter Holland from The Offspring who ran Nitro and... I think it was out on Nitro, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's how I found it because okay. I was obsessed with all things Offspring at that point in time. And I was also big on Tony Hawk too. So I heard it and realized. So I guess my intro to it was actually Tony Hawk because mm-hmm. I was playing the Tony Hawk games. And then I realized that it was affiliated with the Offspring and it kind of really sent me into it. So I found it because of Nitro actually. Cool. Do you remember how you found out about The Art of Drowning? Probably through Alternative Press. I feel like they teased it or it was one of the albums to check out or something. It just like the tiny little like blurbs they did toward the back of the magazine. Yeah. I swear that's probably how. Or it was they because were probably on the cover. Yeah, or something maybe too. at that point. I don't remember specifically how I how I found out that that was coming out since the internet wasn't as popular. But I do want to give a shout out to my late aunt who uh, was really good at the illegal music downloading at the time. Mm-hmm. And she downloaded The Art of Drowning for me on Kazaa or LimeWire or whatever the hell nice. shit she was using at the time. And uh, even printed out the artwork and had these label makers and printed out the artwork that was on the CD and That's glued awesome. it to the CD. So it was almost like I had it, but it was this super bootlegged copy. And I think it's actually still in my old car. That's awesome. We should yeah. try to find it. We totally should. We'll go over to your uncle's and dig through. Yeah, it has to be there. Yeah. I, it has to be somewhere because I never got rid of it because I just thought it was so funny that I just had a bootlegged copy of The Art of Drowning. That's I don't think awesome. I ever had a real copy of it. Really? Yeah. I did. <laughs> I still have it. It's in the trunk of my car. Did you get it at the wall? At that point, I may have gotten it at uh, Camelot. I don't know what Camelot is. Camelot is or was the music movie store that uh is now bonefish grill <laughs> oh oh okay but yeah. it, w- it was also fye yeah but i think i got it there i honestly don't remember when i purchased it but i do remember i had it in eighth grade yeah and i remember specifically walking to the bus stop every morning with my walkman yeah. and just blasting art of drowning yeah. and i specifically remember like getting home from school early because of like a snow day early dismissal and walking through the snow and just really diving deep into that teenage depression. Oh, yeah. Listening to AFI and then, like, making a sandwich because it was lunchtime. Yeah, I just remember feeling 
like a loser and a loner and i remember getting really obsessed with afi and it kind of being my thing no one else really liked them i did have a friend who got obsessed as well yeah um and she she really liked tiger army and some other she i still like occasionally i'm in touch with her like very occasionally but she's one of my best friends back then but she liked a lot of the same stuff that i did but other than that i don't think anyone liked afi and i remember getting made fun of a lot yeah, for I liking got, afi like made fun yeah. of relentlessly for it yeah i got made fun of quite a bit for i don't even understand why no i don't understand because they were weird yeah i guess and they wore they makeup and yeah like goth. Hot yeah topic even though they were actually just like a pretty heavy they were just like a, a Bay Area hardcore band. Yeah, they were. And then they started doing creepy stuff. You and know? The Art of Drowning doesn't really have much like creepy weird stuff on yeah. it at all. It's still like a pretty heavy record. Yeah, I mean, I guess lyrically people think. Yeah, they're weird lyrically you for know, sure. And a little. And that record's not even as weird as they got. A little dramatic. Oh, dramatic you know, for sure. At times, so I think people, I don't know. It's dumb. And then they got so popular and people liked them for all the stuff that I couldn't stand. Yeah. That's what's really funny to me is it's like, y'all, I was back there in middle school. What's up? Right. Exactly. And I joined the despair faction. Oh, hell yeah. Gotta plug that. I have my card still. I have it here at this house. I don't know where the patch or the shirt or the zine. Mm-hmm. I lost all of that stuff. I remember the shirt was really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked it up recently because there's this whole deep dive thing on the internet where they catalog- like cataloged all of the despair faction packages because you can still join. It's still a thing, but... um. The card that I have is the original Despair Faction card because I joined it when they launched it. And that was the card until, um, I think, 2013. Oh, wow. So the Despair Faction launched in 2003, I think, because it, it happened right before um, Sing the Sorrow came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the artwork looks very Art of Drowning. It does. Uh, yeah. But that's the same card they used for over 10 years. And wow. then they changed it. And they just changed it again recently for, I think, uh, Burials when that or okay. 17 crab burials is yeah, the name burials. of the record yeah. yeah when that came out they changed the artwork again okay. they change it a little bit more frequently now but um i so badly wish i still had the rest of that but at least i have the card and we'll definitely post that on instagram when yeah. this comes out because it's just such a cool weird piece of fan memorabilia For and sure. i don't even know how to log into any of that stuff anymore and it doesn't seem like they were very good at keeping track of any of it and that kind of sucks but whatever, it's still yeah. a really cool little tidbit. I always wanted to join the Despair Faction. Uh, I never did. But I would lurk. I think some things were still... Initially. Uh, ...available at yeah. first. And I don't know if it was just on a fireinside.net that you could do this, but Hunter would tab out a lot of his bass lines and put yeah. them up. And I, at that time was playing bass and i was trying to play his bass lines but he like you listen to the songs and you think most people when they listen to a song you're listening to the guitar like you're you're yeah. well most people are listening to the lyrics and they're singing along but yeah. you listen to the guitar next and then most people will say like if you don't hear the bass the bassist is doing their job then you know like they're doing the right thing yeah i don't agree with that well i don't agree with that either but if you don't think like oh that is like an out of place bass line that means the bassist is doing too much. But with AFI, like, you don't at first realize how much he's doing on bass, unless you're listening to the sacrifice theory and you're just like, oh my god, that fucking bass line is insane. How are his fingers moving that quickly? Right, right. <laughs> but especially in punk rock music, you don't think that the bass is going to be doing anything too crazy. And then you look at the tabs, and I was just, I had no idea what to do. Were and you- I wasn't good at that point, so. 
I always thought it was really cool that they put the tab. I think Jade would put guitar tabs up sometimes too, yeah, but Hunter too. did a lot of stuff. Hunter, and I always Hunter thought it was lot. really cool that yeah. they did that. But you know, Hunter's just like good fucking luck. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. here's this stuff, but good luck. Yeah. I mean, it, it, his shit is just, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And I think it was one of the bands. I mean, I did this a lot for Blink 182 for some reason, but which their bass lines are not that involved. But since I was playing bass at the time, I was like, I'm really going to focus on bass playing like, and really listen to it in songs. And I think his bass playing just really just blew me away. Yeah. Not Mark Hoppus, but Hunter. Yeah. yeah. I, I assumed you weren't talking about Mark Hoppus because yeah. who would? I had uh, this really awesome shirt that was probably like Art of Drowning era, maybe All Hallows era, but it was a coffin with wings yeah. and like a skull, and it had something on the back too. But I wore a lot that. of them had the East Bay Hardcore Cat logo on the back. That I it didn't have that. For I had me. a shirt that had that. Mine, I think it had a really big tombstone or something like that. That I sounds about right. Or it just said AFI. Yeah. Or it had the Nephilim. Oh yeah, it might have had that. I wore that shirt so much that it was no longer, it was just a gray shirt because the black all wore out Yeah. and it got a huge hole in the armpit and I sadly got rid of it. And to this day, I just wish I would have held on to it because it would have been a really awesome patch. I really want an AFI shirt. I almost a year ago, uh, flexed on the, uh, East Bay hardcore cat. I love logo. that one. I love that one. I and love if, that we, one if we could so find much. that, I want to. I would love to get that. I want to get a tattoo of that, but I don't yeah. live in the East Bay, so it feels kind of like. Yeah, but maybe your heart lives in the East Bay. I don't think that it does. Oh, okay. But I had my Despair Faction shirt, which was way too big for me. Um, I had another shirt. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know the back had the East Bay Hardcore logo because I remember when I wore it to shit, I cut the front out and the East Bay Hardcore cat logo, but I have no idea. It's probably at my mom's house somewhere. But I also had, and now it's yours, but there's a hole in it, is the really sick Black Sails hoodie mm-hmm. where it's just AFI with part of the artwork in the AFI. It's the, the water. It's yeah, the it's the water. Yeah. And that hoodie is pretty dope. I mean, it's got, it's, it's had now. a lot of wear. It's gray. Yeah, it's gray for sure. So faded. Um, but I bought too big of a size because I probably got it at like Fishbone and uh, it didn't fit and I cut the side out and sewed it and then you started wearing it, but I had like cut it really thin. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll fix that up so someone can start wearing it again because it's a great hoodie. It's great. I loved the artwork back then so much. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still love it. Um, but it was just really cool. It was so different from everything I was listening to at that time. For sure. For me, it was like my dive into like darker, creepier music, which now like looking back, like I listen to it now. I'm like, oh, there's not, this isn't creepy or dark. But when I was in eighth grade, I was like, this is really dark. For sure. Let's talk about the album itself a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into it. So I was saying that it's kind of a creepy record. You know, mm-hmm. starts out with initiation being like real creepy, kind of. Yeah. But I just have to say that recently they, like I said, they've been posting photos and stories of Art of Drowning to celebrate it on their Instagram. And I think it was Hunter posted something about like, I remember doing this, that. And then I remember the other guys playing ping pong <laughs> and me never playing because I was absolutely terrible. 
And I was like, hmm. And then I looked at the picture. Like, they posted a picture, and it's just, like, Jade and Davey playing ping pong. <laughs> and so I'm like, back then I thought they were this creepy band. They had this whole aesthetic. And then I see that picture, and I'm like, oh, they were just a bunch of dudes. Goofy punk dudes. Goofy dudes yeah. playing, you know, punk rock music. It's just, it's just funny. And I didn't, I just assumed that they, like, Drank blood in a dungeon. And I don't. They had some sort of seance and yeah. did all this crazy. They're shit. just goofy punk dudes. But they're just yeah, goofy punk dudes just doing their thing. This was my first, I think, real. It was my first taste of group vocals. Go oh, yeah. Like chants. Yeah. And everything. I know people kind of give them shit for all the woes and everything. I love it. I mean, I love it too. Yeah. But it was really my first. This was like my first record where, besides you know, besides the EP. This was the first time I was really getting into hardcore, I guess. Yeah. And hearing those group vocals, I thought it was so cool. I thought it was badass. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Can I make an AFI-related confession? Sure. I used to write AFI fan fiction. Did you really? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Was it like a, like Henry Zabrowski uh, Slenderman fiction where it's just Slenderman starts having sex? No. And it's just a pornography? No, it was like band abduction murder mystery yeah wait no explain this i don't what band abduction murder like they abducted you no 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 no. like they get abducted by someone i was writing this as like a murder mystery thriller what the fuck i don't know was this a real thing like did other people write this oh yeah there was fan fiction everywhere yeah really yes i was like really into their message boards and this was like a thing oh my god also I don't know if I ever told you this. I feel like I did. And this is like really embarrassing. But there was like this whole thing um, where there was like another message board that like there was a Davy message board and a Jade message board. And I helped create the Jade one. And there was like a feud between the girls on the Davy Havoc message board and the Jade message board. And we were called Jade Core. And we had pins and we had this whole network of fucking nerds. Do you know how, like, sometimes, I mean, I don't know if you were big into their message board and shit, but, like, sometimes they would actually post on it, but we actually had, like, confirmed, and, like, sometimes Jade would post and all the girls would go nuts, and, like, it was a whole thing, and then I kind of dropped out of it because it was overwhelming to me because you know how I am and everything overwhelms me, so I didn't do that anymore, but, yeah, that's a real... Interesting. Yup. That's a thing. All right. Jade core. <laughs> yup. Don't. Don't make fun of me. I would have been Hunter Core. Yeah. I mean, since I played bass, but I was just very, uh, I thought Hunter was so badass. He was pretty cool. There was a picture of, uh, in All Hallows EP, I won't get into it too much, but they have a photo of each member from like a live show mm-hmm. and they're kind of like blurry black and white, but it's just him and he just like is snarling with his bass like into the crowd. Yeah. And he's got his fucking Billy Idol bleach blonde yeah. spikes. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this dude is badass. Mm-hmm. And then I heard about Hunter's Revenge, and I couldn't believe it. I love that. I love Hunter's Revenge so much. Or I Hunter mean, Revenge. Hunter Revenge. That's fine. It's fine. Last it's cool. Night's party Ugh. is still going on in the 20, 24-hour party zone. Oh. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not upset about it. I think I, <laughs> when I first heard about it, I thought it was going to be like a hardcore band. It sounds like it would be. Because Hunter Revenge. I was like, oh, this is going to be some badass thing. And then I put it on. I was like, I wasn't expecting this. I mean, I could see how it would be unexpected, especially given his kind of like tough 
Yeah, like angsty that, persona. Like I always saw him like definitely surprising, and like he never really talked in interviews. You didn't know that he loved Prince and wanted yeah. to sound like Prince. So yeah, I mean it's definitely shocking, but you know the kind of other crap that I listen to, so it's definitely not surprising that I like that. But yeah, it's yeah. also it's just really weird now too, just following all of them on Instagram. Yeah, and their normal lives. Their normal and... lives. It's so weird that we have this those looks into people's lives now. Whereas if I had that look into their lives in eighth grade, would I have felt the same way about the band? You know what I mean? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with their actual lives. No. Like, that's totally fine. Like, they seem like great people. Like, I'm glad that they have more things than just pain and despair in their lives. But when I was in eighth grade, I thought they just had so much pain in their hearts and i think i was like i can relate to that i mean when you read the interviews about them eating uh cereal with water because they couldn't afford vegan milk right in like the 90s yeah there was some pain yeah going on then it's true so i I mean i guess i still would have i wouldn't have related because of the veganism part at the time but yeah i think that's another reason i became vegetarian really yeah because i i thought it was so cool that that was like a thing that they did and i really wanted to be vegan but you know when you're like 14 your parents usually aren't on board with that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. it is what it is but i think they actually were my introduction into veganism vegetarianism and made me care about animals and stuff so i think that's really cool Uh, change gears here a little bit. Let's get back to the record. What is your? What do you think your favorite track is on the record? Six to eight. Six to eight. Yeah, and I know that's kind of. Uh, I love it because it's almost butt rock. Just I love mm-hmm. everything about this song. The way it starts and then just the on the way yeah, yeah. part. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. It's so good. It's so catchy. I mean, obviously, also Days of the Phoenix is a banger yeah and i love that in the music video they had to play hate breed to get everyone to mosh you're thinking of the wrong video no am i oh i'm thinking leaving song Part yeah that's two, right yeah. i for some reason i thought it was days of the phoenix no, I'm days wrong. of the phoenix was just like a live show yeah but then there was like a part where davy is like in five different spots and yeah, he sings super for a little weird. and then one body stops and the other one catches up yeah it's really weird yeah. it's like kind of the thing they would do like a making the video of or some shit like yeah. that but um yeah i think i think six to eight absolutely though and then another close second is despair factor cool yeah um, how about you six to eight is really awesome just to touch on that i love it's not like a ripping solo at the end, but it's just that really heartfelt, emotional solo. Oh, yeah. And it's so good. It's so, so good. It really um, is. And then that leads right into Despair Factor. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they ever did an electronic part, like a pre-programmed drum is, part, yeah. which almost feels kind of out of place on this record, but you could tell like they were dipping their toes in, and then eventually Black Audio uh, would come about. But Despair Factor is great because it has one of my favorite parts of the whole record where it cuts and he just says my whole life is a dark room <laughs> yes one big dark room and then it just comes back in like blistering i love that line and in college high school somewhere around that time it became a thing with me and my friends i came up with a little different way to sing that part and uh we would sing it together all the time and it was my whole life is a dark room. One big dark room. My whole <laughs> life is a dark room. 
one big dark room. My whole life is a, we would just like a dance party. Yeah, it's like a dance party. I thought you were going to make it about farting. No, but you know, the other thing is a big joke of mine is my whole life is a bathroom. One <laughs> big bath room. Yeah, that's relevant too. Sometimes I think Days of the Phoenix might be my favorite because it is a very catchy song. Yeah. And I'm assuming that was the single. I don't... It was. I mean, with the music video yeah, and everything. Yeah, it absolutely was. And it makes me think, how did this band not... I mean, they got bigger considerably with this record, but how did they not blow up with just that song? Yeah, I have no idea. And I think maybe because the rec- the rest of the record doesn't follow suit. Um, no, but you can tell where they're headed. I think it's song. a big signifier of some of the popular tracks that will come on Sing the Sorrow. Yes, absolutely. You know? And it's got a really great guitar line. And it also has the line about the teenage death boys and the teenage death girls. I loved that. Yeah. I ate that shit up. And everyone was dancing. Yeah. It's so good. Nothing could change us then. <laughs> or nothing could touch us then, all the changes then. I think it was nothing could touch us then. Yeah. All right. Don't oh, fucking man. touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. Nothing can fucking touch me. Um, every song has something, but one of my favorites is the Nephilim. Mm. I love the bass line in it, and it's got some really cool, I don't know, just got some cool parts in it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But also, maybe my other favorite track is something I'd like to discuss about this time period of music Okay. CDs. The hidden track, Battled. Oh, fuck. That hidden track is so good. Actually, so good. I was listening to this the other day and I forgot yeah. about the hidden track. And I expect, because I was listening to it on Spotify while I was working. Okay. And I thought that either the hidden track wasn't going to be on oh, or that on. it was just going to go into um, Sing the Sorrow. Yeah. And I'm working, so I'm not really thinking about the fact that like silence is happening and. It scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, right. And that's, like, so funny because when I had the CD, that would happen to me then, oh, too. Yeah. Like, it would be on my CD player, and I'd be playing a video game with the sound down or something, and I would just be like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. That song is so fucking fast and Great. so good. Just a nice 50-second song Yeah. at the end of the record. That would happen to me, too. I would listen to the record while going to sleep. Oh, and so no. I would, fi- I would like, fall asleep, yeah. and you're... You would fall asleep during the record, but you're not really paying attention to the music as you're sleeping. But then when there's that gap. It's like a 20 minute break. It's or not 20 it's minutes. It's not 20 minutes. It's like eight minutes. It feels like a long time. But that eight minute gap, you're, even your sleeping brain gets used to the silence then. So then uh-huh. that comes back on and you're like, what the, f- what? I've done that. Yeah. But I love that song. Oh yeah. That song is really fun. I think the lyrical content is just like, I've battled a fucking battle man. I've battled a battle yeah and like that, i think that's the i think that's the, I think the that's chorus it, yeah but it has really cool like bass line in the middle of the song and then i love the ending the stick drop the stick drop oh that's what i was about to say yes. like my favorite shit about that is yep. just you can like i mean i know that this probably isn't the last song they recorded maybe it is i don't know i've never really read anything about it or how they decided to like sequence any of this or if this was like a long ago b-side that they right. just decided to put on the record and re-record but that fucking stick drop is just like record's done yeah like, I love it. I love that it does the typical, like, AFI thing where a lot of their songs end with uh, the guitar kind of ringing out. And then Adam on the drums does the, the little, like, tom fill where it's like, and yeah. then, like, it cuts. 
but he does the do do do, and then the sticks just cook. It's so good. It's like yo, we're fucking done with this record. It's mm-hmm. done. It's great. I will. I I think that's the most badass thing. I've tried with every single record I've ever recorded with my friends to have that be like a <laughs> thing we do at the end of the record. No one understands. Like they don't understand what I'm trying to say. I don't understand how they don't understand what. And you're I don't know why I I don't know why I've never just pulled this song up and been like, this is what I want to do at the end. I want to rip this fucking off right now. But yeah. Maybe now that I've thought about it again, I can make it happen. I think you could. Just the concept of secret tracks. Oh, I love so secret great. tracks. Yeah. I used to, I knew with AFI, I mean, I got into AFI, this was already out, so like the next album. But I remember when Sing the Sorrow was coming out, I was like, I can't wait to see what the secret track is. Mm-hmm. Like, I just was anticipating. Oh, the secret like, track on Sing the Sorrow. Is, we're not talking about yeah. that record right like now. There's like three on that one. There's yeah. like three secret tracks, but. Yeah. Also, I feel like that was a very popular thing in that time period of the early yes. 2000s doing a secret track. Blink-182 did it. And I feel as though maybe that doesn't happen quite as much now because well, people are listening to things digitally a lot mm-hmm. more. And so the way things are digitally, that's not really too much of an option. Like doing that is very for a recorded physical medium yeah and depending on how long your record is if you're pressing a physical record you might not be able to fit it where with the cd there was a little bit more leeway um well here's the interesting thing though afi would have these secret tracks on the cds but not on the record i don't know i don't think they were on the record but then the record would have a specific track that was just on the record yeah on the lp they did something different on uh art of drowning that the song Dream of Waking was on there. Oh, yeah, that's I'm right. I'm pretty sure, and which was on uh, Punkzilla Comp. Okay, But that I think makes... the actual record has it. And then on... Um... I thought Dream of Waking was on a 7-inch, but I'm not entirely sure. They may um, have released it well, as something else. I know that there was a 7-inch or an EP for Art of Drowning that was A Winter's Tale. And that's right. And it had right. Days of the Phoenix and A Winter's Tale Okay, that's it, probably what I was thinking. Was a, song. a Winter's Tale. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good song. It's a really good song. I know... I think that's the other thing, too, is that was a period in time where records weren't the popular medium. Obviously, CDs were, and I was 13. Mm -hmm. I was so young, and I didn't have a record player. I mean, my parents had a record player, but we didn't listen to records. So I don't even know if you could really even easily buy records at that point in time. I mean, they made them, not, like, widely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many of like this record would be would like have been original pressings or... i have no idea but yeah. i think now since that is the popular medium again which is so wild that things are so cyclical like that but mm-hmm. i just i think at that time it was a lot easier for bands to do that on a cd with a record it is a little bit harder to have a secret track depending on your running time and everything obviously mm-hmm. but i don't i knew dream of waking i had it downloaded i don't know how i got it it's probably because someone had the record and ripped it and i downloaded a version that had it well, at you some may have point. gotten it from the punksilla comp because i had I that and know. that came out around the time like it came out after i maybe did i mean i because i used to get punksilla and punkorama yeah, and all I those things too so bought it because i was like i need that dream of waking track yeah that's probably how i did but then they also have that seven inch that has the hanging garden the care cover yeah, I think that and, was that all the stuff that came out around Sing the Sorrow. Yeah, I think yeah. so, like right before. Because that has a lot. That that album has a lot of uh, unreleased B-side tracks. It does, yeah. And maybe that's where I was thinking Dream of Waking was, but it probably wasn't. They no, have so was, much material at this point. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit. Well, I mean, I remember reading a thing or listening to an interview where Jade said for like any record, he'll go to Davey with like a hundred demos. That's like 
they might not insane. they might not be like fleshed out Fully or anything fleshed out, but, they're... but he's got these 100 here's these 100 ideas what are we going to work on and then like they would have like 20 something and then they narrow it down to the album can you imagine yeah that's fucking insane yeah that's what that's what happens when you are a band that your job is your band yeah, and you love true. it and that's all you that's all you want to do you know it's it's fucking great that's cool yeah well, I have a quick AFI question. Okay. Real quick, if you were going to say, I mean, I know this isn't specifically about Art of Drowning, but what is your favorite full length from AFI? Well, this one holds a very dear spot in my heart because it was Same. the first full length I had. And it has a lot of memories with it. But I would say I really, really enjoy Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Same. I really do. Like, it doesn't have this lineup. It's close. It doesn't have Jade. Right, it's got... It has um, Hunter. It has Hunter and Adam, it's just not Jade. Right, it's the guitarist before. It was either Mark or Jeff, I can't yeah. remember, because they had Mark and Jeff as like the original bass player and guitarist, because right. I think Davey and Adam were always in the band, and then um, they lost one of them, mm-hmm. the record before, and then Black think... Sails was the first record Jade was on. Yeah, because I think the bass player went on to be in Tiger Army. I think like you're right. Like the old bass player. Yeah, I think you're right. Before Hunter joined. Which was Jeff. That was Jeff because I think Jeff was the one that was okay. in Tiger Army. Tiger Army. But Shut Your Mouth, even though it's not Jade playing guitar, it was kind of the shifting of AFI. It was. Like lyrically, it really shifted. It and started they, to I get think, darker. I think that's when they changed their name to A Fire Inside. Inside, yeah. Because before it was Asking, Asking for, for it. it. Yeah. But that's the, the very first track, Keeping Out of Direct Sunlight. He says, we're the ones who have a fire inside. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, really awesome bass lines on that record. Oh, yeah. And some really cool sing-along parts. It just, it feels like, it still feels like the AFI that is this lineup. It does. It got very um, dark and very, very fast. And I think what Hunter added to that record was really significant because Very Proud of You and uh, Answer That and Stay Fashionable are much more, like, straightforward uh, I want to say skate punk almost. I don't know. They just yeah. don't sound the same. Like, I think Hunter really was the, the turning point because his bass lines are fucking insane. And I'm not saying that the other guy wasn't okay at what he did. It's just no, their music sounded too, yeah. their music started sounding so different on yeah. this record. And they really did start getting darker. They were just shifting. And as they got darker, I don't know why the other guitars left, but they brought Jade in and his style of guitar is just insane and great. And yeah. He's a wild ass guitar he's, player. Yeah, he's an insane guitar player. But I, I, that might be my favorite. Um, it might not be the one that I listen to the most, though. But it, I think it might be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I, it's really close for me between Black Sails, and Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes, mm-hmm. because it's. I mean, I like both of those records a lot. But I think Black Sails is probably the record that I've listened to the most. Black Sails has. Probably one of my favorite AFI songs. What is it? It's the secret track, Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun is really good. That song is fucking great. Yeah. It's so great. And the whisper part is super creepy. I don't know why that's a secret track and why it's not it sh- just... Yeah. It should have been on the record. It should have been. I don't know. My other favorite... Do you know what my favorite AFI track is of all time? Of all time? And I'm going to have to look it up because I'm not going to be able to remember what it's called. Oh, no. Then I don't know. It's... The song they did for uh, for Fat Records, short music for short people, 
it's hearts frozen soil sad once oh. whatever yeah yeah it's like the super stupid long title and the song's like 34 seconds long uh-huh. it on itunes it takes longer for the song title to like then it takes Go to listen to it. Then it does to listen to it. Yeah. That song is awesome. Yeah, it really is. It's just so good. The full title is Hearts Frozen Solid, Thawed Once More by the Spring of Rage, Despair, and Hopelessness. Yeah, that sounds right. It's really, really good. <laughs> it is really, really good. We should put that on the playlist. We'll put if it's I don't know if it's on Spotify. It might be. Well, it's probably not. If actually. It's not, check it the fuck out how do we actually that do this? doesn't count we should just pick our two top tracks from art of drowning yeah but still check that song out but yeah i was gonna say do we want to do two tracks or how do we want to do this two we each get one okay i feel like we should just put the days of the phoenix on though so there'll be three tracks okay there will be three tracks that's uh josh's honorary pick yes. for not being here he gets the top track he gets um, the single he gets the single you know what that's what we'll do like, if you guys do a mini without me, mm-hmm. or, like, Josh and I do one without you, which you'll have to set this up for me because I have no fucking idea how to record yeah. things. Um, That's fine. Well, whoever's not there, they just get uh, whatever track we pick for them. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so, uh, your favorite track that you would like to include on this is 6 to 8. Yes. Okay. And I said the Nephilim, so I'll go with the Nephilim. Okay, and then we will throw uh, Days to the Phoenix on there for Josh. Days to the Phoenix. Days of the Phoenix. Days to the Phoenix. Days to the Phoenix. Dave to the Phoenix. Dave to the Phoenix. We're calling Dave to the Phoenix. Dave. To the Phoenix roller coaster at Knobles. Dave, you have a call line, Phoenix. Dave. Dave Coulier. <laughs> Dave. Hooked on Phoenix. All right, well. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, the art of drowning. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you can email us at myfriendsfavoritrecords at gmail.com. And we will be sure to get back to you because we have nothing going on on there yet. So if you want to message us with any sort of topic, maybe we can discuss some topics. For sure. Um, if you have a record that you want us to listen to that either just Poots and I have not heard or if it's something all three of us have not heard, or we can do just, a full episode. Yeah, anyone. Just throw out uh, your suggestions. Throw out some suggestions. And also, if there's anything you don't like about the show, you know, be kind, but let us know. Let us know. We can improve upon it. You know, we're we're still trying to figure all of this out. We're on Instagram. My Friends Favorite Records. And we also have a website. My Friends Favorite Records Podcast dot com. Dot com. You can stream us pretty much everywhere. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, we have an anchor and you can actually stream us right through our website. And you can also follow our playlist. Uh, if you just search My Friend's Favorite Records on Spotify, you can follow us. And as we release our episodes, we will add the top tracks that we talk about on there. So yeah. uh, that's a good way to find some new music. But yeah, reach out, follow us, connect with us, chat with us. <laughs> Spooky the Cat says, shut up. I don't know if we have a good sign off for this but it doesn't feel right asking where our shoes are no without josh yeah we can only ask where the shoes are if there's all three of us you know though poots i think i got it i think i've got the new sign off and i think you know in your heart what it is too so oh, oh i think i do until next time where's my josh, josh?